Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Thank you for your presence and your love. Pray that your Word would go forth to encourage your people this morning to build up and edify your community. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. So, uh, a man called his mother in Florida. Mom, how are you? Oh, not too good, said the mother. I've been very weak. The son said, well, why are you so weak? She said, because I haven't eaten in 38 days. The son said, well, that's terrible. Why haven't you eaten in 38 days? The mother said, because I didn't want my mouth to be filled with food, you know, if you should call. <laughs> Calling your mother is just one way in which you can bless and honor your parents. And this is, of course, a priority in Scripture and extends to those that are, that are our elders in the community as well. In fact, this week's Parsha uh, expounds on uh, relational righteousness and holiness, and we find this very uh, important reminder uh, in the Parsha. This is in Leviticus 19, verse 32. You shall rise up before the gray-headed and honor the aged, and you shall revere your God I am the Lord. Okay, and so what does this mean, right? To rise before the gray-headed. Does that just mean uh, every time you see um, Mary Haller, you, you have to stand up or, you know, does that mean that? No, it doesn't quite mean that. Medieval commentator Rashi, he noticed that the word for aged here is zekanim. Um, and it's the same word used for elders in Numbers 11.16, and that's where Moses is to find men of wisdom who are able to help him to lead. Okay, so this verse is about, uh, is not, is, is about respecting your elders, but also especially those who have the, the uh, wisdom and experience of age. Thank you, Gordon. Speaking of which, uh, since this is a uh, special occasion... I thought I would take this sermon opportunity to talk about a very special couple, Robert and Sandy Ramos. Is that okay with you two? All right. These are two true zekanim of our community. They are elders of wisdom. And so I want to give honor where honor is due, since they are going off to the land of our people, Boca Raton, okay? And, uh, and I have two main ideas here. I have counsel from the Ramoses, and I have counsel for the Ramoses. Okay, the first part will be things that they have taught us by their example, and the second will be my advice for them for this next chapter in life, based mostly on my years of visiting my grandparents in Sarasota. So, let's begin with part number one, counsel from the Ramoses. In Genesis, 
Humankind is given a directive, and we've talked about this before. Um, it's to reflect the goodness of God because we are made in His image. And each of us does this in our own way. But I want to mention a few ways that the Ramoses have reflected Hashem's goodness for our community. And so we can learn from their example and we can continue their legacy. In Genesis 18, starting in verse 1, we see an amazing example of something with our father Avraham. Let's check it out. Adonai appeared to Avraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance to the tent during the heat of the day. Can you picture this? He raised his eyes and looked, and there in front of him stood three men. On seeing them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, prostrated himself on the ground, and said, My Lord, Adoni, if I have found favor in your sight, please do not leave your servant. Please let me send for some water so that you can wash your feet. Then rest under the tree, and I will bring you a piece of bread. Now that you have come to your servant, refresh yourselves before going on. Very well, they replied, do what you have said. And Avraham <laughs> hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, three measures of the best flour, knead it and make some cakes. Avraham ran to the herd, <laughs> took a good tender calf and gave it to the servant who hurried to prepare it. Then he took curds, milk, and the calf which he had prepared and set it all before the men. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Wow, right? Okay, and these, uh, these are the angels, of course, who then announced to Avraham God's plan to bring them a son in their old age, right? Perhaps for such a hospitable couple as Robert and Sandy, God will again do such a miracle. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't have been so hospitable if you thought about that. But the point is, we see that Avraham and Sarah, we see their heart is to bless the stranger, to provide for them, to welcome them in their home. And this the Ramoses have done over the years as well, not only literally welcoming people into their home, but figuratively mentoring and sheltering and loving the next generation. The first person who reached out to me when I visited Tikvot Israel was Sandy Ramos. And she invited me to sit with her at uh, my very first Oneg downstairs, and she made me feel welcome. She made me feel at home. And I, my heart is that we would reflect the kindness of our patriarchs, Avraham and Sarah, and our elders, Robert and Sandy, and that we would show kindness and hospitality to our community and to the broader community. I mentioned that their hospitality included the idea of reaching out to the next generation. This is the ethic, of course, of Lador Vador. And we know that God is our father. He is a parent. He is a good father to us. And he puts in wise servants a father's and a mother's heart. Okay? So not only have the Ramoses been our teachers, but they have been teachers who raise up others to come alongside them. We remember even Yeshua, who was the best teacher to ever walk the earth, he raised up students to be teachers, to bring the message of the kingdom of God to the next generation. 
Sometimes people in ministry or leadership, they get caught up in what they're doing so much, in their own kind of sphere, that they forget to bring others along. And this was not so for the Ramoses. They always have come alongside others, and they always build others up. At the end of the letter to the Romans, Paul mentions Timothy, with whom Paul has a kind of fathering type of relationship. Um, and he sends, him, he sends him a couple letters that are in Scripture. But Rav Shaul in Romans, he calls Timothy uh, this. This is in Romans 16, 21. He says, my co-worker or my colleague. The Greek word shows a laboring with Timothy, alongside him. So even though Paul mentored and discipled Timothy and he kind of uh, raised him up as a son, he saw him as a colleague, a co-worker. And this is how Robert and Sandy have been with the young people in our community. May we also see those that we are mentoring and discipling as co-laborers. Then we may have a heart for mentoring and loving others in the same way. Another great quality of Robert and Sandy is their integration into the communities where they are planted. They have served in many different roles over the years in this community, but also in the wider Jewish community. Robert uh, worked at the JCC, and Sandy has been doing Israeli dance there for a long time. They themselves have understood our mission, that we are a congregation for Yeshua within the house of Israel, and that they themselves are that a piece of that congregation. They're a part of that mission. And they have been integral in their own lives in the Jewish community and as well as well-respected contributors. May we also sow into the communities where God has placed us to be used for His glory and for the kingdom of heaven. There's a, a scripture that sums up this idea very well in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25. Let us continue holding fast to the hope we acknowledge without wavering, for the one who made the promise is trustworthy, and let us keep paying attention to one another in order to spur each other on to love and good deeds, not neglecting our own congregational meetings as some have made the practice of doing, but rather encouraging each other daily, as <laughs> some, some uh, translations say. So there's the, there the, we see the idea again of meeting together, pouring into the community where God has planted you. And this brings us to the second part of the sermon, counsel for the Ramoses. As we are reminded in the Shema, the central prayer of our people, you shall carry God's Torah with you wherever you go, speaking of God's commandments and His covenantal love to your children, and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you retire. And so, based on this translation of the Shema, here is some retirement counsel for you. First, and I mentioned this before, we remember Moshe was on the 40 40, 40 plan. 40 years in the luxury of the palace, 40 years in the desert of Midian, and 40 years leading those stiff-necked Israelites. Moses' third act didn't start until he was 80, and that, that was where all the action was, right? Think of the third act of a movie. That is the climax 
That's when the, the Avengers finally learn to work together and save the world, right? I'm, I'm speaking of the first Avengers movie, uh, so no spoilers for Infinity War. I haven't seen it yet, although I assume that will happen. That tends to be what happens in the third act, right? They work together and save the world, but I don't know, so don't, uh, don't quote me on that. The third act, right? The third act is where the main character discovers who they are, and they really start walking in their destiny, and so it is, I believe, with you. I believe the Lord will use you in a new and unique way in Florida, and we are excited to hear about your testimonies. Secondly, in the book of Isaiah, the prophet is calling the Israelites back to righteousness. So they have fallen into idolatry and oppressing the poor and injustice and violence, and that has made the once glorious kingdom of David into a a trash heap. And the kingdoms in the scripture are often symbolized by trees. And so here the kingdom of David in the book of Isaiah um, is called the, the stump or the root of Jesse. Jesse was David's father. So imagine the splendor of a stump, right? Just a stump of a tree. Not much splendor to that. But Isaiah foretells a righteous branch that will emerge from the stump which is the fullness of the hope of the Davidic kingdom. And this is what uh, he writes in Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 3. But a branch will emerge from the trunk or the stump of Yeshai. Yeshai is Jesse, David's father. A shoot will grow from his roots. The spirit of Adonai will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and power, the spirit of knowledge and fearing Adonai. So now imagine a branch coming up from that dead stump, and it's growing and growing and restoring the tree to its fullness. That is the kingdom of David, son of Jesse. Now, why do I mention this? Thank you, Gordon. Uh, I mention this because of the family name, Ramos or Ramos. Ramos in Spanish, do we know what this means? Branches. Yeah, branch. And names in Hebrew, they're always a significant part of identity. So I don't think it's a stretch to say that uh, there's a connection there. So therefore, remember, Robert and Sandy, the righteous branch of the stump of Jesse who brings life from the dead. Imagine that branch coming out from that stump and bringing life to the kingdom of David. He is the hope of Israel, and he is with you wherever you go. Not only for the Ramos clan, for their branches, but for all of us who trust in Messiah Yeshua. We know that our Messiah, the righteous branch, goes with us wherever we go. That branch from a stump, that life from the dead, that restoration of Israel and the kingdom of God is with us always. And this brings us to the final piece of counsel. After the death of Moses, God gives uh, some counsel to Joshua and encourages him as he and the Israelites are about to enter the promised land. And as you two are entering another sort of promised land, I thought that this would be good advice for you as well. With any transition, uh, a new chapter or a new season 
there is some natural worry and concern that we have as humans. And so this is how God comforts Israel in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moshe, the servant of Adonai, Adonai said to Yahashua, that's Joshua, the son of Nun, Moshe's assistant, Moshe, my servant, is dead, so now get up and cross over this Yarden, that's the, the Jordan River, you and all the people to the land I am giving to them, the people of Israel. I am giving you every place you will step on with the sole of your foot, as I said to Moshe. All the land from the desert and the Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittite, and on the great sea in the west will be your territory. No one will be able to withstand you as long as you live. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never fail you or abandon you. Be strong, be bold. Let's say that together. Be strong, be bold. Another translation says, be strong and courageous, right? For you will cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers I would give them. Only be strong and very bold and taking care to follow all the Torah which Moshe, my servant, ordered you to follow. Do not turn from it either to the right or to the left. Then you will succeed wherever you go. Yes, keep this book of the Torah on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you will take care to act according to everything written in it. Then your undertakings will prosper and you will succeed. Haven't I ordered you? Be strong, be bold. He repeats it, see? So don't be afraid or downhearted because Adonai, your God, is with you wherever you go, right? Be strong, be bold, be courageous. Hold to the Torah and to the living Torah, Yeshua the Messiah. He is with you always, as I said, even in the land of sun and oranges and alligators or whatever else. He is with you. Robert and Sandy, what you have built here essentially is a legacy, a legacy of faithfulness and kindness that will remain after you. And we would all do well to think about our legacy. King David asked Hashem to teach him the number of his days, meaning we all have a limited time on this side of eternity. And David wanted to have a sense of legacy despite his mistakes, right? Which he did. His legacy was the descendant who would come after King David to rule over Israel and the nations with love and compassion. That was his legacy. And you, you two, have also left a legacy here. You have reminded us to show hospitality, to lift up the next generation, and to invest in the community where God has planted us. And may we, along with you, spend our time wisely that God has given us through the power of the righteous branch, Yeshua the Messiah. And may we be strong and courageous through every season of life, thinking of our own legacy. Amen. Um, I'd like to close with a, a little song, if that's okay, a little tribute, um, perhaps.
not too long. Hopefully I'll get the chords right. Can you hear me on here? Okay. Uh, this is a kind of a well-known tune. Where's my, my pedal here? Okay. So uh, I thought this would be an appropriate uh, song to, to base it off of as well. Just do the piano. There we go. Is this the couple that we all love who faithfully minister and teach? Soon they'll be off playing shuffleboard on some beach. How does she still dance so smooth? to be a sage Wasn't it yesterday that they were middle-aged Sunrise, sunset Sunrise, sunset Swiftly flow the days Soon they'll be off to sunny Florida Amen. All right, well, <laughs> let's uh, uh, rise as you're able for the ironic blessing and the kiddish. Adonai <laughs> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you shalom, completeness, wholeness, and peace. Through Yeshua the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, and we say, Amen. Amen.